The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. When I was in Skokie Indians, Little League used to teach us this back in the day when we would pitch and when we would catch, when we were catchers. He would teach us as catchers. Wear your cup? Wear the cup. That's, that's rule number one. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Very good, Waddle. He would tell us as catchers, get the ball back to the pitcher. Don't make the pitcher work. Right. Pitching is tough enough. As a catcher, throw the ball back to the pitcher. Don't make him reach. Don't make him jump for a ball. Just He shouldn't have to do a bunch of tough catches back on the pitcher's mound. He shouldn't have to work for it. He should be able to get the ball back, get back on the rubber, and throw the next pitch. The quarterback should not ever have to work for a snap. Nope. Ever. Fix it. I don't want to see it again next week. It should be something that you should do in your sleep. You know, that the quarterback should be... Snapping in your sleep. It should be an assumption. The, the, The throwback from the catcher to the pitcher should be an assumed thing. It's a given. It's a given. The catcher should throw it back to the pitcher on target every single time. Don't make the pitcher stress for the ball. Should be easier for the catcher because he doesn't have a large man breathing down it's on him. That's true. But I get it. Not I get exactly the point. right. I get the point. Yes. So, but that's, should that's be what I given. was thinking about. It should so. be a given. You're like, listen, we got enough to worry about. Let's not have to worry about this. So I'm tough on Braxton. Braxton's learning how to catch. He's only eight. Teach him how to snap, too. You know, he's seven. I don't even know my own son's age. I say to him, I say, he's not going to be a, a, a center. You know, flag. No. He's got bulldog in him. He does. But I say to him, I go, Braxton, get it back to the pitcher. Don't make him work. Throw the ball back to him, right, right at the with, chest. Is he good with chatter, too? Is he good with chatter? He's Does a he good chatter. chatter. Oh, he's a chatter. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. He's hey, Bada, hey, Bada, hey, Bada. Do we do any of that? No, You're not yet. Allowed, no, are you allowed no, to do that? No, no, no. no really? No. You're not allowed to taunt the batter? No. What happened? No, you can't taunt the batter. What about small talk at the plate? Hey, Charlie, how's the wife and kids? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You should get Braxton to do that with the kids. Yeah. Come hey, how the family? Yeah. How's the kids? Distract them a how's little the bit. Wife? Yeah. How's yeah, school how's going? going? How's school going? How's your reading class? Hey, Blue, you learn the math? I love it. Oh, that's great. So you can't do that anymore no, in League Baseball? No, you can't. Their big thing was Come on. the pitcher's got a big butt thing. It's still big, and you can't do that. No? We're trying to No, No pitcher's got a big butt. Well, there are some pitchers that have a big butt. They do. You Lance can. You can got th- a big butt. You can think that. You can't. You can't start chanting that. Out do you of think facts. they do that? Do you think that when the Dodgers, when he took the bump, like they were chanting the that? Again? He, were, he, he, we gave up four yeah. dongs. <laughs> you think the Diamondbacks were probably, screaming at him? Yeah, probably. Hey, I think you just got to teach him the art of small talk, and you know, you, exactly. you get, you have him get inside the hitters' heads, and then he, even with the umpire, you're like, hey, man. You been to any good restaurants lately, Blue? What's going on? See, I think our I kids would get more distracted, though, while they start talking, too. It Prob- takes them out of the game. True, probably. Do you have to be silent as a catcher behind the dish? What can you say? Well, I mean, it's, they're still, again, this is, they're playing this hybrid game of uh, half uh, coach pitch, half kid pitch. Okay. Again, they're seven. They're second grade. So we haven't, we haven't made it that far. Okay. When when is it okay to taunt the batter? I don't know. I'll have to ask my uh, other dads who have advanced into the travel league.
It's a sweet swing, Timmy, for a t-ball player. Too bad we're playing coach pitch. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. See, I think you get him to work on him, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah. That's good. you'll be inside the opponent's head. Not bad. Uh, Marcus in Minneapolis. Uh, uh, hold on, Marcus, one second. Did we give a Justin update? Justin Fields, we talked to Matt Eberflus earlier. If you missed the interview, it's on the ESPN Chicago app. Justin Fields um, is doubtful. They basically haven't ruled anything out. <laughs> they, I'm doubtful, too, by the way, yeah. just, just for the record. You're always doubtful. I'm doubtful. So what? They're going to see how he grips the football at the end of the week. So they completely ruled him out. It's a pain thing. It's also a mechanical thing. But they've also not ruled out, as Jason Leisure is reporting, they have not ruled out surgery either. I don't. Th- I just think they haven't ruled out anything is the best way to describe it. Yes. I find it, again, not a doctor, find it highly unlikely that this is something that gets cleared up like in a matter of days. Dislocated thumb on the throwing hand of a quarterback in the National Football League. You process that for yeah, me. With ligaments getting stretched and maybe... I don't know how you dislocate your thumb without some of those ligaments getting stretched. Swelling everywhere, right? Y- yes. I yes. mean... They want the swelling to go down and then him, him test it. Uh, Marcus in Minneapolis, thank you for letting me get that in. What's up, Marcus? Hey, man, guys, it's always good when I talk to you, man, every time. Good to hear from good you. Good to hear from you. So, Waddle, I want to lean on you a little bit. Okay, lean. Point that I'm gonna make. Uh, so, first off, I want to say I'm, I'm in Minneapolis, obviously. Uh, I watch all Bears games, of course, but I do hear some of the Vikings um, team and I watch some of their games. First five games or six games of the year, you can tell that they were a highly blitzing team. So the Bears had a few extra days because of the Thursday game to prepare for this. And you've seen teams be successful against them this year. So I don't know why they weren't prepared for hot routes in that game. Uh, But what I want to lean on you with, Waddle, is um, I'm not an expert. But looking back at the plays, uh, I have to give credit to Deke on uh, Twitter, Deke's View. He said that for fans comparing Bayesian and uh, Fields, he said that Bayesian actually only completed one pass to a receiver on his first read. People were thinking Bayesian got the ball out quicker, but what they did, to me, what they did was they started, they adjusted the play calling and they started throwing, throwing quick wide receiver screens. So it looks like he got the ball out quicker. Um, and so so the blitz wasn't as effective. Now, Waddle, you might watch this and think something different, but that's what I saw. So people just assume oh, he gets, he gets the ball out quicker than Justin. And he may, he may do that. He may be uh, progressing. Um, the, he may uh, look at, uh, go through his progressions faster also. But that's what I got out of it. Not anything against Beijing. This was his first game. But I think people are kind of overreacting, seeing Beijing come in and, and do what he did versus what Fields did. I don't, like, I don't know how anybody could look at what Tyson Bajan did and come to the conclusion that it was positive. Look, the, the, the drive that he led them on for a touchdown was seven, uh, nine plays, 77 yards. He was four, four, four on the drive, and he looked very good on it. But the entire package of, he, he, you know, he, threw, he was 10 of 14 for 83 yards and 5.9 yards per attempt average. He had zero touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked once for 10 yards. He had a 16 QBR and a 56.5 rating. Justin was 6 of 10 for 58 yards, 5.8 yards per average uh, attempt. Zero touchdowns, one interception, four sacks, 18 yards. 
had a 9.4 QBR and a rating of 36.7. Look, they neither one of them enough. were good. No. No. Neither one of them were good. If the if you're counting the three smoke screens that they threw with Bajent into the collective how quick the ball was coming out, like those are those are wide receiver screens. You just kind of put those off to the side. In the drive where he led them, like he it looked like he found a bit of a rhythm. And he was helping drive them down the field until he made the catastrophic mistake to throw that ball deep and you know, and he was underthrown and it was interception. He had a couple of catastrophic mistakes. It was a bumpy start. There was a stretch in the middle that he looked he looked confident, he looked comfortable, and they moved the ball and they scored a touchdown. It was the only touchdown they scored of the game. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions about who he is and what he can be and compare him to Justin when both quarterbacks were bad overall. The, the, the thing about what I expected from Bajan was pretty much what I got. Yeah. He is an, a rookie undrafted quarterback who had to come into his first game. He struggled. I expect more from Justin Fields, who is in his third year, yes. to not look like that after putting two good games together. And especially on like a, a first play like we had talked about, he's got to identify these things better. He can't hold on to the ball for six seconds on that play that he gets hurt. No, He's got to protect himself better. He's got to do things better on the things that... A third-year player needs right. to do better. You, you know, he probably, where he was coming from college, Bajent, that is, could get away with some of the reckless things that he did in his first NFL action in regular season. You learn from that stuff. I can guarantee you he's sitting in meetings right now or whenever they meet again with Luke Getzey saying, look, job one for the quarterback is take care of the football. You can't, even when you turn a defensive tackle loose and the rush is coming after you. We've been critical of Justin about this for three years. We're going to be critical of Tyson Bajan. Take care of the football. I don't care if everyone on the offensive line fell down at the snap. And you're getting rushed by five giant men. When they get to you, ball security and taking care of the football is job one. And at the end of the game, on first and ten, you can't be careless with that throw. Will he learn from that? Because the key is, is, is do you learn from your mistakes? If you go back out there and you start taking care of the football and you don't make that reckless play going forward, then I know you've learned from your mistakes. If you continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, whoever the quarterback is, that's when you get concerned. Why are we seeing the same mistakes over? For Tyson Bajan, the resume isn't, you know, the, the, it's not long enough. You don't know whether or not he'll learn from the mistakes he made. There are certain things that you saw yesterday and you go, wow, the kid, you know, wasn't you know, overwhelmed, wasn't overwhelmed. And you got to build on that. If, in fact, he's given the call this week, John in Maryland, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Johnny? John. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, what's buddy? up, buddy? All right. Hey, my point is this. I'm wondering when they're going to get we're going to get some heat on uh, polls a bit. I feel like uh, our organization's ability to barely evaluate fields is compromised by uh, not taking care of that offensive line because it, it's bad. What do you guys think? I, I, I think uh, everyone's sort of looked at, at polls. I think uh, anything is fair game at this point. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, listen, it's easier to come, I think, come to a conclusion about a coach than it is a GM. Just think that the evaluation process is going to take longer. And I think, John, we have been we've been quick to point out the the areas where 
there have been mistakes, whether it was the Chase Claypool trade or the Valus Jones drafting or some of the other issues that they have had. They still don't provide much of a pass rush. Um, like, I don't believe anybody is sitting here suggesting to you that Ryan Poles has hit home run after home run after home run. I think everything's still up for evaluation for sure. So, yeah, that's that, that's the thing. Like, it would be nice to have taken care of the center position. Yeah, we I, all that's knew just it. what I was going to say is like I, they addressed right guard, Nate Davis. They got a bit of a slow start with that. But when Nate's healthy, Nate can flat play. I like what you got in Darnell Wright, who was, what, the 10th pick of the draft yes. this year? Uh-huh. So they did address that position. Yep. Larry Borum got or excuse me, uh, Braxton Jones got hurt. I believe he's eligible to come off the injured list this week or next, isn't he? Don't know if his availability is going to be there. His last game was Tampa, yes? I think so. so. Kansas yes. City was after that? That's Kansas correct. Kansas City, four weeks. You got him, yeah. So is so he is eligible it- to come off this week or next? I don't even know my week's. Um, yeah, he's eligible this week. This week, yeah. But remember, I don't know where they, the status they is. didn't rule out that it was not season-ending either right. when they yes. placed him on injured reserve. Tevin Jenkins, with Tevin Jenkins available, and he's out yeah. there, you know, you can... He's good. So, look, I don't think this offensive line is the best offensive line in the world, but I think that there have been moments when the pocket has been very secure. So, like we've said, this has been shared culpability for a very long time. Larry in California, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Larry? Hey, fellas. Yeah, well, you know, my um, six and two prediction for October, November is not looking good. Oh, that's Larry. Larry. (laughs) Well, because, you know, one of those six was supposed to be that game. And honestly, the shame of it is that defense played well enough to win the game, notwithstanding that last drive of the first half. You know, those two big boys in the middle, I think he's talking about Ryan Poles. I think he's. They're starting to play better. They look good yesterday. They need to play more, Larry. It's it's one thing, like, I, I get it. They've got a couple of veterans in there who, who play okay. But I, wanna, yeah. I, want, I want them to develop the two rookies. They need to play more. At this point, they should just play as many rookies. I mean, Fields, this injury, just going to keep it. Put the kid in there. I, you know, I know your assessment of them was not too positive, Ronald. I mean, the kid, I mean, you know, considering, you know, that he hadn't played, I don't put that. That fumble. I mean, yeah, protect the ball, but he didn't. He's not. He couldn't see what was going on. No, 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 no. Come on, Larry. I agree with you that, like, I, I didn't think he was horrible. I'm just saying, like, anyone who thinks he went out there and it would be a Herculean task to do so, there were a lot of things that need to be better. I don't care what level you're playing at. It's pee wee football. It's high school football. Yeah. He's been in. He played how many yeah. years and how many games? Where he was, he knows that yeah, ball right. security is most important. You're right. You're right about that. But, I mean, you know, I guess being out here, you know, and, and, I, and I'm not going to try to compare him to Purdy at this point, but I do remember his first game. His first half was not – it looked very similar to what you saw with Bajan. And he has better talent around him, obviously, and a better play caller, in my opinion. Well, that's another issue. But, you know, if they, the way they adapted the play calling, you know, all he really has to do is get the ball out of his hands to the right receiver, just do what they tell him to do. You know, that's basically what Purdy did. Just get the ball out, don't – don't 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 hesitate. Don't wait. Go to this guy on this particular uh, play and this particular coverage, and, and that's why he moved the ball. You know, he didn't have to think too much. He just did what he was coached to do. You know, and if he can just do that, and the defense continues to improve, because it's a young defense. That's why I like his. You know, younger defenses get better. You can see these guys secondary. All these guys are young, and those two guys. I hope they do play more. The defense can keep playing like that. Oh, you got, and they ran the ball really well yesterday. 
that's why I have a problem with the play calling. You know, just. Uh, All right, Larry. You know, anyway, yeah. So, you know, Fields, I think he is what he is. At this point, he wants to hold the ball four or five seconds and throw lasers down the field instead of getting the ball in his hands, the open guy, especially over the middle. He doesn't like throwing the ball over the middle for some reason. You know, I guess he's really hesitant. And he got wide open receivers. Larry, thanks. Enough for him. I got to run. I got to run. I got to get to some other people. We appreciate it. Six and two. Larry That's thought they were, they were going to six and two over this stretch. I thought they were going to win this game, not six and two, though. They should have won this game. Yeah. But it made them two and four. But when you turn the ball over three times, you're not going to win many games when you turn the. If you're a team with a tremendous amount of talent, you can overcome some of these self inflicted wounds. When you're them, no. you're not going to overcome a three-turnover game. You're just not. Uh, Raffle in uh, Joliet. What's up, Raffle? Is it Raffle? Oh, hello? Is Sorry. That, did I get the name right? Uh, Raphael. Oh, is this Ra- Raphael? Is this our guy, Raphael? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's spelled, it spelled uh, Jake. He spelled it R-A-F-E-L. Raffle. Mistype. Oh, that looks like Raffle to me. You're you're for this call. You're Raffle. What's up, Raffle? Jake has one eye on the Rangers game, anyways. I no don't doubt, Raphael. No doubt, and he's getting a little tense because of the current situation. <laughs> so um, I wanted to call in because the comparison between Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields that we saw on Sunday is so crazy. Kirk Cousins had two really great throws that were tight window throws. One to Addison on the sideline that Addison dropped, and another one to Hawkinson on the other side that Hawkinson dropped. And you just don't see that enough with Justin Fields. Like, we're all wondering why Darnell Mooney doesn't get the ball in this offense. And it just seems like at this point it's mostly on Fields. He's just not comfortable throwing it to him unless he's wide open. He doesn't have NFL – like, he doesn't understand NFL open yet, and it's really concerning year three. And I wanted to ask Waddle, have you ever been a part of an offensive meeting where an OC doesn't like have hot routes in every? Oh, they're all yeah. Hot, hot routes are built into you know pretty much what what you see coming at you. There was a, just because you brought it up. There was another when they were in the red zone and everyone thought they were going to score. Remember that when they thought and and then Justin ended up. They I think they called one design run and then the other one he scrambled and and it kind of looked like he may get in, but then they stopped him. Darnell Mooney. Beats man coverage and is coming across the back of the end zone. And it's a play where you've got to step up and you just got to deliver the football. It was just like the progress that you saw Justin make in the first three quarters against Denver. And then in the first half, certainly against the commanders, it just kind of, it went away. And then maybe it was because of the different looks he was getting and, there was concern about what he was seeing. It just kind of, he, he didn't look or feel nearly as comfortable or confident. When he gets it, like Durkin said this to, to us in our text chain, and I said this yesterday in the booth to Zetterman. When he gets hit early and he doesn't get on a roll early, he sort of gets, he, he's not comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think he that the first, play, the first play of the game was something that probably not only was difficult to process, but then it puts it in the back of your mind. They're coming from everywhere. Yes, yes. and I think it, it sort of gets him off to a bad start, and it changes his mindset. Yes, because I think you could claim, and again, because there were a couple of occasions, the one where he got hurt on, he held the ball, as Carmen said, for 6.3 seconds. Yeah. There was another incident. He was ejecting from the pocket a little more frantically than we're used to seeing in recent 
games. Yes. And I think that that was probably a direct result of him not trusting what he was seeing because he was seeing different stuff. Thayer even said on one uh, early run, when he tried to run, and it wasn't there on the outside, um, that he tried to eject. And Thayer's like, they're not giving him that. No. Like those defenses know now yes. they are not getting they're not letting him run outside the pocket anymore. Those runs that were available to him last year are not there. They're scheming those things now where he's and he kept getting hit, which is expected that defenses are going to get wise to what they saw. Right. Look at the Philadelphia game. And, and they're having less success with some of the stuff that they do right now as well. If you look at Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has got seven touchdowns and seven picks. Right, right. So, and like, I don't understand the Mooney thing because he had a great chemistry with Mooney. Yeah, I don't either. Like, hearing the stuff about open as open, I know he's had that issue. But with Mooney, he's thrown a lot of great passes to yeah. Mooney. They've made, uh, they, they, they've, they've had so many yards together. I don't know why all of a sudden now they're having a, a tough time getting it to Mooney. I, don't I know thought it should have been a seamless thing, fitting in a, a good talent like DJ Moore, and still they hit the deep cross for the one time, and you felt like yes, okay, maybe now they we're pop, off. Yeah, yeah, they popped the cork, and maybe we'll build on this. Everything's tough for them. Robert in Highland Park here on ESPN One Thousand. What's up, Robert? Waddle, Stilvy, how you doing, boys? Everything's good, Robert. What's Just on fine. your mind? Just fine. Oh, you know, you change subjects a few times, so I kind of. My point didn't have sure whatever. Anymore, yeah, but, you go with the flow. Well, I was just saying, watching the game yesterday, um, I was kind of just remembering back to the good old days when the Bears would be struggling on offense, which happens from time to time with our Bears, and then Jay Hogenberg would somehow start a fight on the opposing team's sideline. Mark Bortz would jump in. That would be fair. The guys would start throwing the opponents around, come out of there laughing, and it seemed like every single time the Bears rallied afterwards if they didn't get thrown out. I would just prefer our offensive linemen block the guys they're supposed to block and those that are responsible for <laughs> snapping the ball get the ball to their quarterback. Yeah, beat them up that way, huh? Yeah, that, I mean, beat them up with, with you know, doing your job the best Look, you can do all of that other stuff if you're sound in all the other areas, but this team on up yeah. front isn't sound. I get you. I've, I've lost some faith this year. Uh, Sylvie might remember I called in a few weeks ago with my rewritten Bears fight song. And uh, by the way, Sylvie, I didn't have to wait two and a half hours this time. You, you don't have lucky. another song, you got do lucky, you? lucky, Robert. No, I don't. I don't. I've been thinking I might try your uh, your holiday parody thing. Yeah, but do that. I think I I think some of those people that do that have like their own professional studios. I can't compete with that. Well, yeah, I'm out can. here. I'm a trucker. Well, that's okay. That's all right. Well, I don't have a studio in here. Well, you got your your cell phone. You like you have all those. Like a lot of people just record it on their cell phone. There's like a different apps for that. Well, maybe you could start grading on the curve then or something. Sure, look. <laughs> just make it creative. Make it better than your last song, though. Yeah, all right, Robert? Well, I got a lot of time on my hands to be creative. Like I said, I'm a trucker. I'm well, I don't know trying what... to get through Spokane, Washington right now. Oh, is that where you are in uh, Spokane? Yeah, I grew up in Highland Park, but uh, I'm a trucker, so I'm... 
Eastbound on I-90 going through this, Spokane. Trucker. What do you do for a living, Robert? I'm a trucker. Oh, okay. Are you in the big rig right now? I am. How about a little horn for the fellas? Now, what was that? <laughs> it was my air horn. Try oh, again. I'm getting. Fl- Try I'm getting flipped off. I'm getting flipped off now, which usually means I'm going to get cut off and brake checked. Why? There you go. Why? Why would they flip you off? Like I always thought it was an honor to get the horn like that. Excuse me. Well, I'm not giving it to them, but because truckers are in the way. And yet they still complain that there's not enough food on the shelves. But the trucker, we're just in the way. No, you're not in the way. I, I, I like. I used to love on the family trips to Little Florida. Foot. I would all and I would always do the uh, the horn thing. Yeah, my parents would get so, so did pissed. I. Yeah, the whole we way all down to Florida. Give me, come on, let's we go. All, and like we what, all did, right? We, just yeah. like we used to drink out of the hose in the in the yard. Oh yeah, for sure. That like yeah, I, I saw one. <laughs> that one insta. There's like one Instagram um, picture that says like that was our Gatorade. That cold hose. <laughs> it was usually warm, though. It yeah. could have a spider in it. Yeah. What? Hey, uh, a spider? Yeah, I'm drinking a spider. Robert, by, by chance, are you a trucker? What do you do? Yeah, for I'm a, a trucker. Oh okay. oh, okay. All right, Robert, Drive thank safe. you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Love your show. All right, thanks, thanks, bye. I was going to yep. ask him if... Uh, I thought it'd be too weird if he ever uses those trucker showers. Oh, you should have. That was at the uh, rest areas. <laughs> that was a good. Question. I was enjoying the direction the conversation was going. I don't want to take it into Weirdville any further. I, I, into I'm Weirdville. sure that question wouldn't have confused Robert at all. <laughs> Probably not. Right? You know he's a trucker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, Robert, you ever stop into those truck stops or those rest stops that actually have showers? Ever used I one? would think so. Yeah. For, I mean, like. If you're driving across the country. If you're just, like, driving from Evanston to High, probably not. Yeah, Highland Park. Probably not. Don't stop at one yeah, of those probably showers. Probably even if you're going from, you know, Worth, the friendly village, even to just north of Indy, you're probably not stopping at one of those. What's the ambiance <laughs> like in a trucker shower, Robert? Is the water cold or hot? I and mean, what kind of velocity do we have with the water you coming out of the shower own, head? And do you get your own? You get oh, your I own shower, so. right? I would think so. Stall, I think, yeah. yeah. It's not like community, community shower. Yeah, you know, not not like your high school shower. Yeah, maybe no. that's uh, maybe that's the appeal to some. Who knows? Ugh. Check the Yelp reviews on each uh, trucker oh. shower before you hit them up. Yeah, do they? That's right. Do they review each shower for cleanliness? Not sure. There's an, app for, there's an app for everything. You would think... Uh, like, yeah, with bathrooms get reviewed. Rate My Trucker Shower has to be some type of app. Rate My Trucker Shower. Google that and see what comes up on our uh, on our computer. You're going to have to go through... My no, you're going to have to go through more uh, training. training. I know, all yeah, of a sudden. Do I don't want to do that. No you're going to get locked out of the computer. No before. Don't forget, uh, Lance Briggs is going to be joining Black and Abdallah tonight, 115 Bourbon Street. Go out and see the guys. 115 Bourbon Street is awesome. So is Black and Abdallah. So is Lance Briggs. So that's tonight, 6 to 8 at 115 Bourbon Street. He was giving out great grades yesterday. I don't know what what's going on with Lance. When did he get so soft? Uh, he'll explain that, though, tonight. All right, uh, coming up next, more of your Bears phone calls. Uh, we'll discuss uh, what's uh, on the table here with uh, the trade deadline. Ryan Poles talked about that over the weekend. I'll uh, tell you what he had to say coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. 
Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. And it was a very slow start for Southern Cal offensively a week ago. Trying to start a little better this week as it is intercepted right down the middle of the defense. It's Watts, Xavier Watts with the pick, and he is still on his feet now as he takes this football down inside the 15. Williams, pressure, oh. able to elude that, and then throws an interception. It's Watts again. Now Watts trying to take it to the house as he takes a shot right there near the goal line, and they're going to mark him out at the two. Williams. Pressure, retreats, and now he throws another interception. It's Benjamin Morrison who rises and picks it off right there in the sky. The CNBC broadcast, Notre Dame and uh, USC, the three-interception game from Caleb Williams. He had a fumble in there, too, I believe. And it was a weird dynamic where... At least on social media, there were quite a few Bears fans, at least Fields fanatics, who were rooting against Caleb Williams. I think you made an excellent point earlier today that if you are truly a Bears fan, you want him and Drake May and anybody else to be spectacular. Yes. Because it will give you more options. Line them all up. Yes. Give me the best choices available and let me make the best one. Did you see who was in attendance for that game? Ryan Pulse. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, they Someone tweeted that out, all the different general managers. I wrote it down. Um, someone I tweeted, read somewhere where there's only five teams represented, and I thought, that's low. That can't be right. It, it said amongst others. Okay. Uh, it brand, like the notables, um, Brandon Bean from the Bills, Ryan Poles from the Bears, Quezzi Adolfo Mensa from the Vikings, and Joe Shane from the Giants were some of the notable general managers with press box seats. So I'm sure there were other scouts from other teams that were there yeah, as well. Yes, those Maybe were the not no- the general managers right. of other teams. Exactly. So uh, Ryan Poles, uh, like, the, another one of the many things that's great about our pregame show on uh, the Bears radio network is the exclusivity we get with Ryan Poles. Not many general managers do the one-on-one in the pregame show. He speaks every week. To Jeff Joniak. And I thought there was some decent stuff here on the trade deadline. Um, and about what the market could look like here. Coming up very shortly here at the end of October. So this is a Ryan Poles with Jeff Joniak on the trade deadline. Trade deadline coming up here in October. Uh, there's going to be a ton of rumors. There already are about players on your roster. Uh, how do you address those? And uh, will you be interested in active? Or is that just the standard operating procedure to get a team better? Yeah, uh, there's a couple things there to unpack. There's standard operation, you know, in terms of um, making inquiry calls to other teams. Uh, other teams do the same thing. Everyone's uh, asking who's available, who's not available, different scenarios. So everyone's doing that and kind of taking notes. In terms of the rumors, it's, it's just, you know, also about communicating, you know, the things that are just are not true at all. I, I try my best to uh, to communicate with our players to let them know because we're all human. And those worries, you know, there's families in, in different scenarios and moving different cities that – 
you know, those things pop in your head. So we try to, the best we can to communicate with those guys to ease their mind if it's completely false. Each year, and even when you were in Kansas City in, in a long time, do you get a feel for uh, a trading season being more significant than others? Are teams more, you know, do you get a feel for that already? Yeah, you just there's teams that are going to be in different situations um, based on their roster and whatever sequence they're in in terms of you know building their team. Um, so you understand there's buyers and sellers. Um, so you you kind of look at different scenarios there. Um, but yeah, the next few weeks everyone's calling just trying yeah. to collect uh, names and build their list. Do you think it'll be more buying or selling this year in the league? I think uh, a lot of selling is going to go on uh, this year. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that the next few weeks are going to kind of determine what direction they're going to go, and um, a lot of them are going to be in a situation where, you know, it's time to, you know, start over or collect draft picks or just based on age of the team, experience, uh, cap situations, um, staffs. So there's a lot of different scenarios that we look for. So I thought that was interesting, it that last interesting. part. So while while most of the league is going to be sell, it's a good time to buy if there's going to be a lot of sellers. And while the Bears are bad, you would consider them a seller with guys who have expiring deals. But you can do both as they did last year. They were sellers with a few players, but they bought on Chase Claypool. Now, it, it turned out to be a bad trade, but I thought, like, it was a good idea. It was just a bad player. Doesn't mean that they can't do... Are there any centers available? Guys that right. have some youth on them and actually you could build your line with them? Like you don't rent a player, but if there's a team who is up against the cap who is going to eventually start selling and go through the next rebuild, like a Denver-type team, yeah. something like that, can you buy a player that who, fills a need? That fills a need that is still young that you can start your offseason now. Maybe give up a second round pick for Jerry Judy? Hmm? Hmm? No. Can no. I interest you? Nope. No. Not a wide receiver. I want up front. Get me get me a lineman. Give me a pass rusher, get, an outside yeah. edge right. guy. Offensive or a lineman, defensive lineman. Yeah. And, and let's not trade the second round pick again. This no, year, please. Yeah, that's what true picks too. Do, I mean, I could look this up. What picks do we have? We've got I think our we've got first everything. round and Carolina's first round. Do we yeah. have another second round pick or just our own second round pick? Gotta double check that for sure. How much uh, draft currency currency do we have? That's uh Jalen Johnson, they shopping him? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Why wouldn't you? No, I do too. That's why I'm asking the question. You haven't gotten a deal done with him. He's been hurt. You know, Lance wanted to see more Strowman this weekend. He was mad that Strowman wasn't going to be on the field. Yeah, Strowman's, you know, he's not a younger player. I think he's been in like right. five or six he's years. He's 27, right? yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I still think that Justin, or Jalen Johnson, rather, is, is, is a quality player. Um, if he's not willing... Or if he's looking to break the bank, that's not something I would do. But as you've said a thousand times, this is a roster that is that that doesn't need fewer good players. They need more good players. Right. Right. So, but again, why can't again you 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 trade them and sign them? How often does that happen? Uh, but but, but again, like Maybe. I know you always say that, but if you're not going to sign him now. You would have to sign him in the offseason. Yeah. So if you get a pick for him now, 
you still have to sign him in the offseason anyway. No, in free I, listen, agency. I, I would pick like him. If I traded him, I would definitely pursue him again. I would just want, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to break the bank for a guy who doesn't take the ball away, but I think he's a solid corner. What could you, know you the, get for him? A fourth round pick? Jalen? Yeah. I don't know. Un, yeah. Mm. I mean, you think That's about it as well. You know what, he's going to be a free agent. Right. You, you might, though, be. You might be better. You might be. It might be easier actually to get Jalen Johnson to to get him to sign a deal that is more in line with what you're looking to get him at. If you do trade him, because if you get to the end of the season, he's going to want to hit free agency and test it anyway, right? And and it, it'll be hard to bring him back. But if you trade him away and then you reengage in the free agency period and and show him the love and be like, look, we just at the time couldn't come to a a deal where we both thought it was the right range. But once he hits free agency and you re-engage with him and his agent and say, look, we do like you, you actually might be able to come to have terms. all the money in the world next year, and you're going to have an added draft pick then. The Bears, by the way, have an extra first, which is Carolina's, and then an extra fourth from Philadelphia next yeah, year. From that uh, Jalen Carter deal. Nick. It if they wasted on a shitty quarterback. All right. Okay. Got to get rid of him. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot of swearing today. A lot of swearing. Wait, hold on. I just locked this. How do, what, what did no, I just No do more here? swearing? Is that what it is? Did you hit the no more swearing button over there? We're, ca- we're catching a lot of people we in are, the yeah. mid-sentence yeah. today. Like, more than ever before. First of yes. all, most people are doing a show on their own, yeah. and they're doing it with Dirty Voice. He was talking about a quarterback, too. Yeah. Drafting, yeah. Was I, he, Or was he talking about a cornerback? I don't know. Was he talking about Jalen Johnson? We'll never know. He was he was mid swear. James in New Lenox. What's up, James? Hey guys, I won't swear. Good, thank you. We appreciate it. But if that. I did, what word could I use? Uh damn. Yeah, that's not damn good ass. You could probably Okay, I could say ass. Probably. Well, you I just did. did. So yeah. I guess so. Right. <laughs> um Does it make you feel so better or does it make you feel dirty, it, James? It does. It does. I've had a I've had a ass week, so uh, that actually did it's make me feel better. Yeah, it was that bad yeah. of a day. Oh yeah, yeah, so bad that it's a week. <laughs> I kind of carry over from yesterday. I had, I had a lot of bad beats yesterday and Saturday. Oh yeah, I you know, goals and teasers losing because of pushes. Oh, it's yeah. a whole a whole thing. But um, the Bears, guys. I'm 43 years old. Since I've been alive, and I'm sure before then, because, you know, that's not how the NFL worked prior to that, but um, the no GM has ever had the opportunity to tear down the Bears and build them back up. So anybody who thinks this is going to be a year-and-a-half, two-year process is just out of their minds, unfortunately. Like, there's no other real way to say it. Um, you know, calling up and complaining – or thinking that this was going to be an overnight fix is just ridiculous. Like we got to give Poles some time. Um, he's made moves to put them in a position to where their future should be better. In the meantime, we're going to have to deal with the suck. And I mean, it shouldn't be that difficult since all our professional teams have for the most part in my lifetime sucked or when they were good choked. Um, James, but, but so, should there be more hits I get it. Like, I, it's going to take time if you do it the right way. But could he have already missed on his first coach just two years in? Has he missed yeah. on too many, too many guys in the draft already and free agents? So 
let's just say Fields isn't the guy. And I'm not saying I don't think he is or isn't, but let's just say he isn't. Well, that wasn't a Pulse pick. Right. So he's going to get another shot at a guy. And even though there was reports that, you know, Eberflus was his guy, you know, the facts that the public knows is that Eberflus was interviewed before Pulse got the job. So it's kind of weird. Like, it, you know, one and one equals two makes sense that this guy was probably getting the job before Pulse was hired anyway. So he's probably going to get another coach if he wants one, at least. But if you take what he's done so far and compare it to Pace, or Emery at this point in their GM position with the Bears, I think not only has he made better moves, even if the on-field product hasn't been as good, the fact that the Bears' ownership team and you know management has given him the leeway to do what he's done is a good signal going forward. Because this is what normal organizations do when what they've done for, you know, decades isn't working because they wouldn't have gone decades without working. They, you know, they'll go through uh, one or two different things and then they'll, they'll reboot it. Um, you shouldn't have to do this all the time. You know, everybody can't be the Steelers, though, and just constantly at least be, you know, a 500 team or better. You know what, James? So, like, listen, I think to ask for some patience with regard to how a rebuild should go is a legitimate ask. I just think we are so kind of like flummoxed by the lack of progress, how it started, the chaos at Hallis Hall. Like you put it all into the blender and you just you mixed it up and it's an undrinkable concoction. Yeah. At this point. And you drink anything. And I'll drink anything. There's no question about that. So I think that that's where we're at. I don't think anybody here thought they were going from zero to 100. They weren't going to the postseason. But the lack of total improvement through six games has just been its been alarming. Yep. Uh, let's cross-talk uh, with Black and Abdallah. They're going to have Lance Briggs at 115 Bourbon Street. It's all brought to you by our friends and partners at Steinhoffels, and it's coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. All right, it's time to cross talk with Black and Abdallah there at one of our favorite spots, 115 Bourbon Street. It's all brought to you by Steinhoffels. Check them out. Newest location in Hartwood Heights. I shop at the one in Vernon Hills. Check them out today. They just celebrated their 89th anniversary. What's up, boys? What do you got today? What's up? Hey, guys. What's going on? Are you guys on stage? We are in front of the stage. Yes. They don't trust us to be on Come the on, stage. Come on, Waddle. What do you think this is? They don't trust us to be it's on the stage. We're in Black front of the Abdallah. stage. You're definitely on the stage. We're in for the warm-up act. This We're is, in front of the stage. This is the joint uh, fabulous place where famously Jay Cutler said, hey, guys, I have to go. Yeah, right? when Lovey was fired. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> the I think that- Chris might do that, too. Today? Someone might get fired, and then Chris has to leave. No, I hope no one no gets one's fired. fired today. You guys have used the uh, the dump button a lot today. Oh my god! Oh, people just we heard it. We were driving oh, yeah. here. We heard the first one. The guy eating his blanket oh, yeah. donuts. Yeah. yeah. And then someone, someone just now said, in "Beautiful HD too." We yeah, it. in yeah. HD, uh, yeah. it doesn't dump. I'll yeah. say yeah. that. Good fun. Someone said today, effing uh, as we went to them, effing quarterback or effing cornerback. 
draft another effing cornerback? Something like that. I, I saw yesterday's game, guys, and I said, we're going center first overall. Yes. First overall, taking the center. Yes. Center we're first gonna, overall. We're going to compensate. Most important position on the field right now. <laughs> is it? I mean, it's serious. we've spent so much time on this, but it's just this is the NFL, and when, when you're struggling to get the ball from your center to your quarterback, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Oh, yeah, and, and you guys did a good job asking Matt Eberflus earlier today about that situation. you got to get it right. I'm with you, Sylvie. <laughs> you, you can't have a successful play if the initial piece of the play can't even be fixed. Think like about, that, that's such a problem. Think about how basic it is in normal time. But when you're facing a defense that heats you up 70% of the time, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and, and when your quarterback struggles at times for his eye level to be where it needs to be, and sometimes they come down, when you're snapping it over his head or at his feet, you oh. automatically put him behind the eight ball with regard to his eye level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't switch and just go under center more right away. But you can't run the, the read options. As, no, I know, you know, but I mean, what's worse? Like, what's no, a better right. option there? Yeah. You're it's right. worse than a bad snap. You no, know, I'm telling you, four or five times the snap directly affected the – I mean, there was twice, I think, where the, the bad snap killed the play. Right. And he yeah. had to keep keep it. Yeah. Yeah, and, it happened multiple times. And then you also saw – and I know you guys went through the start of the game. Like, it's crazy that we saw some stuff work where you had two tight ends, you had a fullback in, you had running backs to help protect. And from the jump, the first play – Fields gets clobbered off the side because he's out there shotgun by himself. And it, it just seems like they, they were not prepared once again for a football game. The football game was taken to them instead of them showing up being ready to do something. It, it was really disappointing yesterday. And, and, Chris, like we were talking about that while Eberflus told us, and you can listen to the interview on the ESPN Chicago app, that they don't coach him that way, the way they blew the protection. So, obviously, it was yeah. a player execution thing. But, again, like, when you don't like execute, like, penalties, and it's a lack of discipline, then that's a, still a reflection on the way it's being coached. And it's a reflection on right. the coaching staff. So, something's not being done right when you're effing things up on that level. Yeah, that no doubt. Games. And you guys nailed it, and I think it was uh, it was good to hear Eberflus respond to you guys asking about it, and then also in the press conference too. I mean, he essentially is blaming the quarterback for quite a bit of that too. You know, so like in the past, it sounded to me as if there's been a light uh, protection for the quarterback mm-hmm. in, in these situations, and it sounded like the offensive issues they were having in the first half were also Justin Fields fault as well which you know it it adds to this whole uh conversation we're having right they're not prepared uh the players aren't executing and then your most important player the quarterback is also screwing up and not uh passing the ball quick enough to allow these plays to take place it it was all disaster yesterday we and we all knew that the vikings were going to blitz yeah Yeah. everyone in the nfl knew that that was going to take place here's the thing like i i don't know if this is happening yet but there's a certain point where Matt Eberflus might go into uh, protection mode on himself. His defense is playing a lot better. They're eighth in uh, rushing yards allowed per game. Remember last year? They couldn't stop the run to save their lives. So the defense is playing better the last couple weeks. And uh, I wonder if now he's starting to be like, well, hey, guys, this ain't, this isn't, I mean, my side of the ball is doing just fine. 
Like, oh, I'm he's, a a, he's the head coach, though. He's I understand that. Oh, but, but if you want it, but if he came in and he wants another quarterback, <laughs> and he wants, him. he wants another. Well, I'm saying he wants We're another. He doesn't want to get. Coach. You he doesn't want to get. Well, if he doesn't want to get fired at the end of the year, he can say, "Look, guys, this is on. <laughs> this is this isn't on me. This is on the quarterback here. This isn't even the guy I drafted." I don't believe there'll be any escape hatches for him if, in fact, this continues to head in this direction. <laughs> Although you're right. I mean, listen, Matt Eberflus, defensive coordinator, had a good day yesterday. Yeah, he did. He should call plays more often. Yeah. <laughs> when is uh, when is Lance joining you guys? 7 o'clock tonight. Eddie Jackson is not unable to make it tonight, so Lance Briggs will be here. How about that? That's pretty good. It will be great. I want to hear what he has to say about yes. these grades, too. Yes, the grades, I yes. wish that Lance was one of First my, on the list. I wish I grades. had Lance as a couple of my teachers in high school. I might have done a little yes, better. Yes, of course. We all would have. Everybody would've. gets an A. That would have been great. 115 Bourbon Street, it's in Marionette Park, one of our favorite spots with two of our favorite guys. Three now with Lance Briggs, Black and Abdallah, six to eight tonight. Enjoy, guys. See you, fellas. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. See you tomorrow. All right, there you go. Black and Abdallah coming up next. Thanks to Matt Eberflus, who joined us today. If you want to talk to the guys, 312-332-3776. Jake Cantu in for Tyler Aki today. Thank you. Thank you to Jeff Meller. As always, for Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night.